AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 The Word. It's my pleasure to be back in the studio. And you know, I love the Word and love reading the Bible. And there's a particular verse in the New Testament, uh, the book of John, chapter 6. This is one of the more popular uh, miracles Jesus did when he fed the 5,000. And, and you know that it was 5,000 men. The women and the children were not even counted in that number. So there was a lot more. There, some people say there's up to 25,000 people there uh, that ate that day. Uh, but however, I love John's account of the miracle because in John chapter 6, verse 5, uh, it says, Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? I love Jesus, first of all, being moved by compassion when he saw the multitude. When we see people, what do you see? Uh, when you look watching the news, what do you see? Are the people that are in trouble, do you care enough? And I think we should care about the people. Yeah, not everybody's doing things the way we would like for them to do. But man, we should be moved with compassion and we should be moved with them. Not only moved to have an emotional experience. But then Jesus triggers a response and he asks Philip, what should we do? How could we feed them? How could we meet their need? And here's here's where it happens for me, where Philip turns around and he says, well, Jesus, we don't have bread. We don't have food. We don't have money. We don't have anything. We can't. We're going to, you know, there's no way that we could meet the need. And, and isn't that the state of so many churches today where we see, we watch the news and you see what's going on in this world and we say, man, somebody should do something about it. And, and the church never activates. And the reason we don't is because maybe like Philip, you say, well, we don't have 200 denarius worth of bread and we don't have enough bakers and we don't have enough preachers and we're just a small little church on the south side or north side or whatever side. How can we make a difference? And so that was Philip's response. And some of us, many of us are Philip and our glass is half empty, mm-hmm. you know, even though he's standing right there next to the, the Messiah, you know, the miracle worker, he's standing right there. Mm-hmm. But the verse in the story doesn't end there. If you read the, the couple of verses later, then you see Andrew shows up. This is who we should be like, mm-hmm. you know, and Andrew comes and say, hey, it's not a lot, but I found this kid. And he's got five five loaves of bread and he got two fish. What can you do with that? I know it's a big need. This is all we got, but here you go, Jesus. And the young boy gives his his offering, you know, kind of like one of like what you mentioned earlier, the 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 lady that gave the two the the two pennies, pennies. in her offering. Uh and that little offering uh fed mm-hmm. all of these people. Mm-hmm. And so I want to challenge the church. I want to challenge you, listener, today. Don't disqualify yourself because you don't know enough, because you don't have enough, because of whatever reason where you're lacking. If you put whatever you do have in in Jesus' hands, in the hands of the Lord, he will multiply it. He will make you uh, in, into more than what you are right now. But it has everything to do with you surrendering the little you have Amen. so that God could do the miraculous.
miraculous and he could multiply in his hands. Right. I like that he didn't multiply it in the lad's hands. Mm-hmm. You know, the lad, the young boy would not be able to handle mm-hmm. all of that. But in Jesus' hands, it's, it's more than enough. And, and we know that because at the end of this story, you know, we, we see everybody ate, but then also they collected 12 barrels of leftovers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was not just enough. It was more, more than, than enough. enough. It was more than enough. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And so I want to, I want to encourage your faith. I want to encourage you. You know, I'm not trying to, to trick you into thinking you have more. You have a little bit, but your little bit counts. Amen. And it counts a lot more when you put it into God's hands. So you know what? You should volunteer. You know what? You should call your pastor and say, Pastor, I want to, I want to usher. I want to, I want to help paint. I want to do whatever, whatever he needs in the church, in the community. Bring your little two cents and bring it in and put it into God's hands. The little bit that you can do can go a long way in God's hands. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm, I, like I said, I'm in the studio. I'm in the studio with a man of God and uh, Pastor Eddie Medel. He is the pastor of the Miracle Center Church. Uh, thank you for, for being part of the program today, uh, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so uh, I, want, I want to introduce you to our audience and uh, I think it's the first time you're here with us. My very first time. Well, welcome to KSLR and to Salem uh, and the studios. Uh, so tell us a little bit about you. Where are you from? Are you a PK? What, what's the deal with Pastor Eddie Medel? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I'm a PK and I'm and, uh, pretty proud of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, um, I pretty much grew up in church. Yeah. Pretty much uh, just I was eight years old when my parents got saved. And I've been in church all my life. I've, I've lived in San Antonio all my life, uh, with the exception of a, a portion of my life when I uh, just uh, I moved away for, for mm-hmm. a bit. And then um, and I came back in uh, 2000, and I started to—I to, I initially didn't plan on being in San Antonio because I was, I'm, I've been a musician all my life. Mm. And—, um, and uh, I I came to San Antonio basically passing through and then uh I was going to move to Austin and uh it never happened. Mm-hmm. I stayed in 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 um in San Antonio and then I got saved and and the rest is as they say is history, you know. I, so I, you are you you are a PK. Oh yeah. But you talked about your conversion. Yeah. So tell me about how that happened for you, your conversion moment. Well, I won't like uh, maybe a lot of listeners maybe have this uh testimony um i got bitter towards the things of god mm-hmm. um towards the people of god and um then what god had to first before the lord saved me he had to heal me and one of the things that he had to heal was my heart and my you know everything that i had that i felt towards god and his people and um and what I mean by his people, I meant Christians, you know, because yeah, yeah. a lot of a lot of us uh, have been guilty of not uh, uh, representing Christ the right way. Yeah. And uh, a lot of what I saw and things that that I um, I knew that I was wrong by by casting judgment on them. But um, like I said, the Lord had to heal my heart first before he could save me, before I could have a ministry, before I could do anything for him. He had to heal me. So I went through that period of, t- of, of a healing and then Lord, the Lord just, um, uh, you know, just gradually, uh, took me through the ministry, which I was very familiar with it, with the ministry, but I wasn't involved in the ministry. Right. So anyway, um, 
then uh, that that I've been um, doing the last uh, going on 23 years, just uh, um, taking over from my dad, the church yeah. and and so on and so forth. And then um, and it's brought me up until now. You know? So now there's a, an important piece that mm -hmm. happened there in your conversion mm -hmm. because you were hurt. Yeah. You were bitter. Yeah. You know, and 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 many people are. Yeah. Many people that decide to stop going to church is because it's not because God did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, no. But because, you know, their interaction yeah. with people. Yeah. And so how how would you say forgiveness? What role did forgiveness play in your life? Well, a big part, a big part in my life, because um, it, it um, I was I was kind of like without knowing it at the time. But I, I had I, everybody would always tell me, um, you know, give it to God, give it to God. And mm -hmm. I said, there's nothing wrong. Like a lot of us, we don't want to admit or we don't want to uh, say it out loud that we had something wrong. It's like kind of like the man with the withered hand mm -hmm. that Jesus told him. Uh, he said, expose your hand. So God had to have those things exposed, had, had to have me bring them out. And then God could heal me when I admitted that I had, you know, that uh, a problem of unforgiveness. I had much, much more with wrong with me, but that was the the leading factor. Yeah, and that so um, once I once I did that and admitted to myself and to God and and everyone else that that uh, I had a problem with unforgiveness. Well, then then God could start working on me. So that's one of the things that I I I, I would say I had to expose it. I had to, I, kind of like the man with the withered yeah, hand. To. Jesus told him, um, Stretch extend out, it, yeah. extend it out. And a lot of times, uh, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. You know, he don't make us do anything we don't want to do. We have to give it up to God. And then, um, so that was my, uh, my opportunity uh, uh, to give it up to God. Mm -hmm. Every one of my problems, every one of my, you know, like I said, I had a lot more going on, but it stemmed from, I could, I could, uh, now in hindsight, I could say that it was, that led up to it, you know. Yeah. So now, now you're, you're pastoring the Miracle Center mm -hmm. Church mm -hmm. and you're doing this event, uh, this youth event along, along with, uh, youth, youth uh, kingdom youth conference. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's coming up in March. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, um, we've been getting involved a lot with uh, Kingdom Youth and with Brian Edberg, who's the the founder of Kingdom Youth, and also and we found out about Brian through uh, Kelly K. Kelly Cop, and he he was involved uh, heavily involved with him, and we met Brian, and then we went to a youth conference in in Houston. And we, we liked what we saw. You know, it was totally a move of God. The Holy Spirit was present. So, you know, we, we said, hey, what, um, but prior to that, he was, we, we, we didn't know who he was. Mm -hmm. And he had reached out to us and we were like, well, I don't know. We, you know, um, it, it didn't work out, you know. Then we found out who he was and said, didn't you call us like about four years ago before <laughs> the pandemic? And he goes, yeah, that was me. And then so we, we reconnected. And um, and then uh, he said, we'd like to um, have your church host this event. And then we said, man, we'd love to. So that's how we got involved with the Kingdom Youth and with uh, Ryan and Kelly um, through, well, through mutual friendship. Yeah. And then led to this. So it's on March 17th. 17th. Actually, it's uh, 
March 17th through the 19th, Ryan's going to speak in, at our church on that Sunday, which is the 19th. But it, uh, the, the conference itself will take place the 17th and 18th. So we're talking about youth, young people. Youth, but we, we've opened it up to like if anybody want to come because the they have great music. Mm-hmm. They have great music. It's along the lines of, uh, of um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, so you it's know, con- the contemporary. Yeah, contemporary, like what's going on out right yeah. now, you know, the style. And um, so, you know, we're, we're looking forward to a move of God, a tremendous move of God in uh, those two nights. So what would you say? Say a pastor that's listening right now, invite him to invite, invite them to invite the, the youth to come. Yeah, well, it's, it's a, it's a opportunity for the parents to con- reconnect with their children. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know that a lot of people, they have dinner and they put the cell phone away and, and, uh, the, all their, um, all their gadgets and laptops and, 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 and all that, uh huh. But, but, um, this is an opportunity for you to reconnect with your kids, but, uh, ultimately to reconnect to God, you know, because, um, we know that that's sorely missing. You said something right now that, um, when you were saying your devotional that, um, right now, like, um, um, there's a disconnect with the church. They're, they're, we're doing our part through social media and and, yeah. and all these radio programs and, and podcasts and whatnot. And but one of the things that we're we're, we're missing is there's a lot of young, uh, a lot of young people that I myself cannot reach because mm-hmm. there's a disconnect. I would I, I would look foolish if I uh, you know went out there with 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 skinny jeans and, and tennis <laughs> shoes and and whatever because I'm a 56 year old man you know right. that just don't look right and but these these young people they can they yeah. can speak their language they can they can um win them to the lord yeah. you know so that's very very important that's one of the things that I thank God for is because God's bringing a new wave of people to our church and uh, that they're younger and they know all the things that young people are into. So um, we're we're trying to teach them and equip them and then send them out like Jesus told us to do. You know, send them out because, you know, it, I mean, what makes your church um, relevant is that you have young people, um, uh, young people in, in the congregation right. and young people that want to be used of God. So what well, what we need to do, we need to we need to. Uh, um, kind of flood the church, not just your church, my church, the the kingdom with young people. Yeah, because that's the pulse of of society today. Yeah, and so they can they can do that registering, mm-hmm. right? And so can we register at uh, the Miracle Center? Yeah, and you can get on uh, um, the Kingdom Youth website and buy tickets ahead of time because uh, uh, if the day of the event, the price goes up. Right at so, the at yeah, the door. At the it's door, more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you um, pre-register your church or your youth group or what have you, um, you can pre-register or Kingdom Youth um, um, dot com. Yeah. All right. So you go. You could Google yeah. Kingdom Youth mm-hmm. Conference mm-hmm. in San Antonio. Yeah. And then when you select the button for San Antonio, yeah. it'll give you where to register. Mm-hmm. And the, and then you are, uh, Pastor Mother, the host church yes, at are. the Miracle Center. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where they're going to actually meet. Miracle Center, where is the Miracle Center at? It's 3751 Commercial. We're right across the street from uh, Central Med Clinic. 
it's a big clinic that they opened up and we're right across the street from there we've been there for our close to 45 years oh wow at that at that location our our campus is is grown you know but uh we thank god for all the things he's doing you know i remember when uh when um when we were when i first got involved and i first came back to san antonio i was just i marveled at how much had grown it it just grew leaps and bounds we we uh we've already built three churches and uh and then one in cotula texas and we're just we're just we're just uh glad to be used of god in a, in a small way but we're still we're we're doing it for the lord you know so what would you tell somebody today that is Maybe they're they're struggling in their faith and they they need a a word of encouragement. How could you encourage us today? Well, one of the things that get find out what the problem is, mm. you know, because a lot of times we we go through our Christian life with uh, with thinking that we're healed when we're really not. Mm. You know, uh, I went through life pretty much hurting for for a better part of like 15 years of my life. And I would say I had moments of happiness, but I, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. You know, how come I can't be happy? Why, why I'm in, I'm in the things of God. I'm uh, serving God. And, and I would always uh, revert back to the, the, the person that I used to be. And um, I couldn't put my finger on it. And uh, it wasn't until I got healed. And then there, there's probably, um, Mothers and fathers that are listening right now that you say, you're telling yourself, man, Mike, Mike, he's never going to change. Let me tell you something. You have faith in God. But what I'm saying, the kind of faith that you were speaking of, the kind of faith like that, with that, hey, man, I don't, I don't know how God's going to do it, but he's going to turn in. I found this little boy that we can turn, uh, this little bit that he has into a miracle and feed the multitudes of people. And there's people that are that are struggling, thinking their son or their daughter is never going to change. They're, they're never going to get off drugs. They're never going to stop drinking. Um, I had all that. You know, I, I that like I said, I had a lot of problems. Yeah. But that was the root of my problem, the unforgiveness. And when I when I uh, let God heal me of unforgiveness, then I could then I could um, um, he could do all these other things for me. That was that was simple. Because one of the one of our problems that we we that like I try I try to tell a lot of people at our church, you know, God can do anything. He can he can he can heal the exterior. I mean, he, he can get anybody off drugs and alcohol, but he can't get into something that we will not expose. Mm-hmm. You know, we will not let ourselves be healed up. And then until that that happens, then we need to get to the root of what what it is, and then that's that takes soul searching. Yeah, mm. and so that's cooperating with God. That's it. That's the way I, I look mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. He he can he can heal you, but you have to come to yeah. him. Mm-hmm. He can save you, yeah. but you have to believe. Yeah, you have to confess with your mm-hmm. mouth. And so that that cooperating, and so we when we talk about faith. I, I do it, this is where I explain it. Mm-hmm. I explain the difference between belief or having a belief mm-hmm. and having faith. Yeah. Belief is, I know God can bless me. Faith is, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring an offering. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I believe God can multiply these five loaves and mm-hmm. two fish. Fa- that's belief. Faith mm-hmm. is saying, yeah. I'm going to give it to Jesus. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I'm, I think many of us probably 
many of the listeners today believe that God could do something. Mm-hmm. God could heal. God could save their children, even there. But we have to take the other step. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we have to take the step that Andrew did mm-hmm. and bring it to Jesus. Amen. You know, and bring it, bring it to the Lord, bring it to him in prayer over again and make that part of your prayer that Lord, my son, save him, heal mm-hmm. him. Lord, my grandchildren, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and bring it to the Lord, confess it to the Lord. And Amen. when you, and when you see them, right, that mm-hmm. your, that your confession to them would not be judgment or anger. That you would love them because you're already seeing them the way God sees them. Amen. You're already seeing them saved. You're already seeing them delivered from the addiction. Amen. Like, like, uh, one of the things we, we like to tell everybody in our church is that, you know, you have to tell the truth. You, you know, you have to expose, uh, a lie with truth, Mm -hmm. but it has to be wrapped in grace. Right. Cause you'll never, you'll never, our job isn't to make someone mad. Our, our job is to, as preachers and as pastors, is to um, to make them think about their lives, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's one thing that when I was uh, when I was by myself, you know, I thought about my life. You know, when no one's around, the crowds weren't around, or no friends, no nothing. You know, that's when you you like I said, you soul search and you 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 examine your life. And then you get to the root of the problem. Why am why? Because there's a lot of people in church you know, that we have a lot of uh, people that have um, anxiety mm-hmm. that that are in church. We have. We, I mean, um, I think that that's the number one prayer of everyone. Everyone, you know, they're on. They're they're seeing a psychiatrist. They're they're taking some form of pills and whatnot. But if you get to the root of that problem and you expose it to God. This is the reason why I'm like this. Why can't I be happy if God, if, if the Lord sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for every one of my sicknesses and infirmities? I mean, you know, forget about our sins. Yeah. Every one of our, every one of our sicknesses and infirmities, that is a sickness. That is an infirmity. Yeah. So Jesus already died on the cross for that, for that problem. So we we have to, we have to, we have to be able to uh, give it to God, Mm -hmm. but we have to be able to uh, expose it. You know, like, I I don't mean like an intervention. I mean, just in your, in your quiet time, expose it to God. Bring it to him. Bring it to him. And then, and, and, you know, then every, everything else just starts to fall off of you. Yeah. So it's, it's simple. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's... Well, it sounds it, simple. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. because yeah. Our, our part is the confession piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart and mm-hmm. confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is, is mm-hmm. Lord, and then you're saved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, that, that, that principle, I think, repeats itself Amen. in other areas mm-hmm. where you bring it to the Lord. You believe God heals, can heal you mm-hmm. of whatever the infirmity is, Amen. be it mental, be it physical, whatever it is. And then you can come to him and say, Lord, I confess this to you. Amen. I bring this to you. Lord, heal my body, heal my mind, mm-hmm. this anxiety, the cancer, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing too large. There's nothing mm-hmm. too hard for God. And so we, we believe it in our heart. And, and our, and we believe in our faith grows by hearing the word, you know, going to church on Sunday yeah. should be mm-hmm. an encouragement yeah, to your faith for, for sure. So that you could be able to believe God to heal your body, heal your mind and do whatever it is that, mm-hmm. that is outside of his will to bring it into his will. 
mm-hmm. you know, to line it up to the kingdom. You know, and he tells us whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound right. in heaven. Amen. You know, so it has to, I think it has a lot to do with what comes out of your mouth. You know, uh, exposing is the first step, but mm-hmm. you have to fight for for your healing. Yeah, you know. So one of the things uh, uh, a lot of uh, believers they they think they they fight on their knees. You prepare on your knees, mm. and you you, go, you know you you go to a, a quiet place, and then you, you are with God mm-hmm. on your knees, but you're, you're fighting the devil, your adversary standing up. Yeah. Cause it's, it's almost impossible to swing the sword when you're on your knees. Yeah. But we you know, so I tell people like, you know, you have to prepare yourself for battle, you know, you like prepare that, on your knees and on your knees, that's you very prepare good. on your knees. You, that's very good. That's, that's a training part yeah. because I'm, I, I, it's not a matter of, we, we say in our church, it's not a matter of if it's going to come, it's when it's going to come. That's very good. And, and we, we, you know, we try to teach these people things that they can apply to them. Amen. Life. Pastor, won't you invite us to church? What time is service? Uh, we have our services on Sunday morning at 10 to uh, 1130. And then our services on mid- midweek, uh, Philip Wednesday is what we like to call it. And we that starts at 730 to 9. 7.30 tonight. Uh, again, give us the address. 3751 Commercial, across the street from the Central Med Clinic. And also on the web at themiraclecenterchurch.com. And this has been Pastor Eddie Medel. Thank you, Pastor, for being with us today. Hey, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. My name is Marcus Burgos. And uh, again, so happy to be with you on the air. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, San Antonio. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.